Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. My name is Carolyn Fernandez, and I'm the COO of Glen Eagle. Our guest today is Dr. Adela Ames, Director of Health and Human Services for the City of Trenton. Adela is a published author, a healthcare advocate, and has over 25 years of experience in public administration, state government, and nonprofit sector. She was recently recognized as a Woman of Achievement Award winner by the Princeton Mercer Chamber. Congratulations, Adela, and we're very excited to have you with us. Oh, thank you so much, Catherine. I was so excited and having the opportunity and being on the Middleway show. So I'm truly excited for this moment. Great. How about maybe just sharing a little bit of background about yourself with our listeners? For 25 years, I've been with the state government, and I've been in that department for 20 years with state government, a little over 20 years. My responsibilities um, in that position I had operational oversight of 500 employees in four counties, Hunterdon, Mercer, Somerset, and Warren. Wow. And a lot of various programs that encompass that position as well. And and people can view it as a challenging feat, but it was very rewarding and and worth the the time that I've been there because you, you realize you're helping communities, you're helping families. And that was my passion to be in that position, to do something like that. And my career also catered to the most vulnerable populations as well, and that included individuals with disabilities. I had juvenile offenders that I worked with, individuals struggling with addiction and mental health, domestic violence, and victims of sexual abuse and human trafficking. And the human trafficking piece was really huge when it came to the youth and going to various states where you've seen children who have left New Jersey and gone to popular states like Florida. And that was a hub, like Tampa, Fort Lauderdale. That's a big hub for a lot of our youth to to travel to. I also was an adjunct professor for Fellow Dickinson University's public administration program. And just my love of educating and and, and just sharing knowledge. I'm not the type that take in knowledge and never share. I, I love to share. I look at public administration, public sector as everyone working together. Um, as a whole. And so that's always been something I'm passionate about. And so that led me to uh, be, currently being an uh, independent contractor for Thomas Edison University's Watson School of Public Service, actually one of their mentors and uh, consultants for that, for their School of Public Service. And then I'm on balance wow. of, of, yeah, I'm, I'm, it seems like I'm busy. I am, but I still have you space sound and time busy. to be. <laughs> yes, but I, can, I have space and time to be Adela. <laughs> um, and then I'm advisory boards and just anything that's catering to children, families, and community and, and being able to push for individuals to be sustainable, to be healed, and to be whole. That's, that's the, the, the message that I always like to convey in anything that I'm involved in. And if I can be vessel to be a part of that then and be able to help to progress that along the way, then I'm all for it. So I'm excited about the work that I'm doing and have done over the past 25 years. Yeah, and it's much needed work and I'm yeah. sure very challenging. What kind of inspired yeah. you to work in public administration? Was it something that you always wanted to do or did you just fall into it? Well, my interest, I wanted to actually, it's funny because growing up, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a lawyer. Then I changed, I want to be a medical doctor. So public administration wasn't 
even something that I was thinking about. But my inspiration derived from the zeal of my mother, Dr. Paul Ames Murray. And I'm a PK. I tell people that all the time I'm a pastor's kid. So, <laughs> so I've always been in that public light when it came to that. My mother also worked for state government in, until her retirement. She ran for political office as a council member. So I understood like the political realm, the climate, and just looking at how she displayed her poise and integrity in that whole entire process. So my mom was always that inspirational piece when you're looking at public. And I, and I guess looking at that and experiencing that, it thrust me into that unknowingly. But it was like a, a natural transition, so to speak. And, and my mother's an author as well. So naturally sharing interests like we love reading and we love doing research. And so with her being an author, it just opened up that passion for me, too. This uh -huh. is where a lot of, yeah, this is where a lot of my inspiration is coming from. I mean, my mother has been busy. I look back and like, Mom, where did you have time for this? Because she was also <laughs> a foster parent. And she was a foster wow. parent and counseling youth. And so that opened a lot of the doors for me when I look at focusing on the safety and protection and welfare of children and youth and doing counseling and, and social work. My mother pretty much paved that way. And it just opened the door. And like I said, it was just a natural transition for me, even though that wasn't my initial interest in what I wanted to be. <laughs> yeah. So. Wow. It's funny how much our parents can influence what we end up in. Someone who's right. second generation in, in our firm, I, I can vouch for that as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I know you've been obviously involved in this for a long time, around 25 years or so. Have you seen, maybe just talk a little bit about shifts that you've seen over that time period, and now we're dealing with a pandemic as well. I'm sure that's also made things more challenging in your work as well. Oh, absolutely. And, and I tell um, individuals when you, you step into public service, this is not a dreamer's job. <laughs> Again, this wasn't yeah. something I was interested in. <laughs> Being able to have a vision and a mission and knowing how to manage various levels of, of the public sectors is really key. And because I have that local, state, federal, and also the nonprofit knowledge, it really helped me out tremendously. So coming into the pandemic and, and being in this work, it was challenging, but I still had that skill set to be able to operationalize various levels that needed to move things forward, programming and services and resources for residents in the community. It's not easy. And I always tell individuals just to be respectful. And this has to be, to me, this is me personally, because others may have a different viewpoint, but have passion in this line of work because dealing with individuals, families, communities, you really have to have some tough skin because you cannot personalize a lot of things because you're going to really have some tough sales. Individuals going to approach you in ways that is not the most respectful or professional way. But just being able to be respectful and passionate and be transparent in everything that you do. I always believe in integrity, integrity in your name and integrity in your work. And that it just thrust you through anything. And that's the, the mode that I, I live by. That's not an easy thing to live by, but a very good, very good yeah, way of thinking and living. Um, Absolutely. So just, I know you just gave some advice for someone who's maybe thinking of going into a career in public administration, but what are some ways that our listeners who aren't doing a full career in public administration but are interested in helping? Are there ways that maybe they can they can be giving back and, and helping, or, or what some, are some things they should be considering? Oh, absolutely. When someone wants to help, you have to focus on first what government can properly and successfully do. 
because there are so many regulations and laws that we have to abide by. So quite naturally, someone thinking that, why couldn't we do this? But we have to abide by certain things. So that's one of the first things, being able to prop- to to understand and discover what government can properly and successfully do. And then also when you're going, in, in going into this line of work or wanting to help, how can you do that? How can you effectively advance the common good, so to speak, for the communities and, and look at promoting change and, and being efficient in that. And, and a lot of times ideas can cost money and, and a lot of energy. So looking at things that are very cost effective, and that's very important because a lot of times municipalities do struggle financially. And I can see yeah. Trenton is one of those areas. So you have to think about ways that you can bring in those resources, that revenue into the communities that really need it. That is something that's very important when you want to help out. And I'm not always telling someone coming and just give, being present and listening and understanding. Sometimes that is what individuals need too. And as a public servant, I believe just have an opportunity to just make a difference in a community is important because there's so many levels, right? You can educate, you can advocate, you can just be supportive. Um, and with, like with my department, we do COVID vaccinations and testing. So always testing and treating individuals. But the one most important thing is instilling hope um, to communities, to individuals, because that right there will move individuals towards a, a form of healing and also hoping that they will be sustainable as we go along in that process. I'm a hoper. I'm optimistic. So I always look at trying to instill hope in everything. So that's that's something that I would really recommend as, as something that someone who wants to come in and volunteer or want to help, even if they don't want to be in this line of work. I think just listening to you gives every everyone a little bit of hope from hearing all the good work you're doing. So we we appreciate you taking the time to, to share your work and kind of some ways that people can think about public administration if they're interested in getting in it or just helping in the meantime. Yes, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.